Our scripture today, it comes from the gospel, and actually the gospel, but the epistle of 1 John. And 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. And I want you as the church to read this with me. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with action and in truth. I want to suggest to you this morning that love is not a freeze frame. It's not a still shot. It's a picture in motion. It's a motion picture. God's love is not, and love by nature, in essence, does not stand still, but it is a motion picture. And you know what a motion picture is. I know what a motion picture is. Uh, recently, uh, my mother-in-law, who has dementia, she's 90 years old, she was a little confused on a Saturday afternoon, and I said, Carrie Sue, let's go back into your room. And, and let's get in, you can get in your power chair and we'll watch a little TV. And the Hallmark Channel was on. She loves Little House on the Prairie. She loves the Waltons. And coming up, they were advertising in the corner of the screen, one of those romantic comedies. You know what I'm talking about. You can guess the plot every time. Two people, they don't know each other, strangers, their first encounter is awkward, and they end up falling in love, right? Same plot. Every movie. And Jordan, my 16-year-old, we like to make fun when our girls watch those movies. Well, it came on, and it was called um, like a touch of romance or something. And so we were watching it, and uh, after a few minutes... I watched a little bit more. <laughs> and uh, time moved on, and um, Delia came into the room in Carrie Sue's bedroom and said, uh, Tim, I've got to get Carrie Sue ready for bed. I've got to help her get her gown on. And I said, oh, okay. And so I got up, and I went in the family room, and I looked around. <laughs> and I turned on the big screen, and I went to Hallmark. And I watched that movie. I got engaged with that movie. I was enthralled with that motion picture. And Jordan comes downstairs. And he goes, Dad! What happened to college football? What happened to you? I don't feel like I know you anymore. And I said, it's okay. It's just a movie. <laughs> It's just a movie. 
a motion picture. We get engaged. When something's moving, it's, it's more engaging. Love is a motion picture. Think about that a minute. What about a friend who needs to go to the doctor? They won't go. You ever been around somebody like that? Maybe you're like that. And somebody says, look, if you're not going to go, I'll take you. Or maybe it's a youth that's bullied and they're an outlier, an outcast, and you've watched it for so long. And one of our youth in here says, in the midst of them being bullied, okay, gang, enough is enough. You see, love does not stand still. Or maybe it's a friend of yours or family member that has an addiction. And that family member says, I'm struggling. And you say, yes, you are. And we care enough. We're going to take you to a treatment program. You see, love does not stand still. Maybe you read about it a couple of months ago. A police officer was on a call, but on his way, he responded to a man who was on the MLK bridge, ready to jump. Suicide attempt. The suicide note was taped to the bridge. And the police officer just kept engaging, kept moving, kept talking to him, kept giving him reasons why he should make a better decision. And it convinced him to step, about, step back from the edge. You see, love does not stand still. The world says, why bother? Why care? But we as followers of God say, well, you know, the love of God compels us. We have no other choice. We're in the midst of a series entitled True Love. And we talked about love is lavish, it's extravagant. Love sometimes has to be extravagant. There are moments for that. And then there's forgiveness. Isn't it wonderful that on the cross, Christ knew what I would do and he knew what you would do and he still forgave. And his omniscience and his all-knowing ability, he knew the mistakes. He knows the mistakes you're going to make and yet he loves us. While we were yet sinners and even while we continue to be sinners, Christ loves us. Love is unconventional. It's strange. And so we come to this text in 1 John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. And it says this, that we have come to an understanding of what love is. Love has been defined for us. Ashley, Anthony sang about it. We've come to an understanding that Christ, God in human flesh, dwelt among us. We've come to perceive that. And, and you know, what's beautiful about that is that God could not stand the distance. There was a huge chasm, a canyon between the divine and humanity. And God's love is so real and so expansive and so passionate that he could not stand the distance. Maybe there have been those decisions where you've made decisions that have come about in your life where you, you couldn't stand the distance. 
I met my wife on a blind date. I was planning on going to one seminary, but it was eight hours away from where she was. She was already enrolled in a seminary. And this awesome church said, look, you can be our youth pastor. We'll pay you well. We'll help you with school. Come be our youth pastor. And you could just drive an hour away and you can go to seminary down here. But I had already met her. And I said, I think my future is up there. I couldn't stand the distance. I wasn't willing to let the distance stand in the way. And so in a wonderful way, God's grace and his mercy could not stand that chasm, that great divide. And so God's love moved into motion and bridged across to reach you and me. And so what does love look like? It's, it's a love that will not stand still. It's a love that's constantly in motion. And you know, I, th- I think about the church and, and how the church can learn from that. We need to be a Mary Martha church. Do you remember, you remember when Jesus was hosted by Martha and Mary? And Jesus said, Mary, you found the good part. You're contemplative. You're worshiping at my feet. You have found the good part, and that will not be taken from you. But I really believe that Jesus appreciated Martha, not only Mary, but Martha in that she was serving through acts of kindness. That was her love language. She was wanting to give of herself. And as a church, we need to have both. We need to be contemplative. We need to be a praying church. But we need to be intentional. We need to be invitational. And part of love in motion means that we invite others to encounter what we encountered. This morning in that baptism, I got emotional. (laughs) I did. Because I I believe that was the Spirit working on my heart, speaking through my emotions. And it was a mystical moment. And I want others to experience that. And so love in motion may mean that we simply say, I'll pick you up, come with me to worship. Love in motion may mean acts of kindness towards others. And it's real interesting how this text ties over to James, where James says, faith without works is dead. And so the question is, what does love look like? And can love really stand still? The answer is no, because God has entered into our lives. He has invaded us with grace. And now we have no other response (laughs) but to give that love away to others. And if we fail to do that, we really don't love God. Because I really believe that when you begin to love God, you begin to love the children of God, and you see them with the eyes of God, and you begin to embrace them and care for them. The Blind Side, remember the movie? Steuben, uh, Susan... Sandra Bullock, yes. Sandra Bullock did a great job. And, uh, and in that, she uh, portrayed that role of, of the Tuies, Leanne Tuie and 
um, how the football player from Mississippi um, was, Michael Orr was there, and, and, and how she cared for him. And she was a white woman and a black young man, and he was 18 years old, almost 18 years old, and, and homeless and in need of a family. And there's this scene in the movie where they're sitting around eating uh, a salad luncheon, four women, and she's one of them, and they're saying, why are you doing this? I mean, your daddy would roll over in the grave if he knew you were thinking about adopting a black boy. And she stopped, and she said, he's a good boy. And they were like, whoa. And one of them said, honey, I just think it's good what you're doing for that boy. And she said, it's not what we're doing for that boy. It's what that boy is doing for us. Now think about that a minute. When we move love into motion, something happens. There's a blessing that results in that while we feel like the recipient of our acts of kindness is the one that's being blessed. In return, we're really the ones that receive the greatest blessing. It's what happens in us that really is the greatest miracle. I really believe there's a principle when it comes to love in motion, and that is this, that when you move into motion, then comes the emotion. When you start well, in the morning, maybe you didn't feel like getting up this morning and coming. And I don't know about you, but there's some days even in the ministry on Sunday morning, I may not feel like coming. But when I come, when I come, now listen to me, when I come, something happens. And I believe that's the faithfulness of God because of my faithfulness in being here. And so the motion helped the emotion to surface within me. And somehow the Holy Spirit gets involved in that and it becomes a blessing. And maybe you're in a marriage and you feel like it's grown stale and you feel like there's a chasm between you and your spouse. Sometimes we have to do things to bring about the emotion. Sometimes we have to serve our spouse. Sometimes we have to go on a date. Sometimes we have to move that love into motion and then comes the Emotion, because love is not a still frame. It's a motion picture. It's not static. It's dynamic. And so Christ has given us a wonderful picture of what love is and that he came. First John says, he came and he laid down his life. And this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Jesus also said, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd comes to lay down his life. There is no greater love than one who lays down his life for his friends. You are a friend of Christ. And so we have a response, and that is to see people as Christ sees them. 
The wonderful thing about our Lord and Savior is he is pursuing and longing to see that all would come into a relationship with him. Oh, the wonderful cross. It's amazing grace. I, I think about that story by Max Lucado about Maria, the mother, and Christina in Brazil. And they live in the outskirts beyond the city in a village. And they live in a one-room home, if you want to call it that. Dirt floor, two pallets, no running water. They tried to dress it up best they could. Maria's husband died years ago. She's a widow trying to raise this young daughter. She tried to, to adorn the walls to make it homey and warm enough to keep her daughter there. But Christina had something in her that longed a restlessness to, to go and, and to do. And she said, Mama, I can't wait till I get old enough to go to the city. But her mama knew what the city held. And she knew what she'd have to do to survive in the city. The oldest occupation, to sell her body to men. She knew that, but she couldn't convince her daughter. But she loved her daughter, and she cared for her daughter, and then one day, Christina left. And she knew what had happened. She had dashed off to the city to try to make a life of her own, to try to be independent, to try to somehow rise above her mother. But just as her mother had thought, she had to step into selling her body as a prostitute. Maria saw that empty pallet. She went to the bus stop. She saw like a little pharmacy drugstore there and she went inside and she took multiple pictures of herself in one of those little booths she wrote something on the back of each one of them and she went into Rio de Janeiro and she began to ask people have you seen my daughter now she showed them pictures of her daughter and they would say no and she would leave her picture and a note was written on the back hotel after hotel. She ran out of money, ran out of pictures, had to go back to her village, and all she could do was pray. Christina, eyes tired, face and body fatigued from being exploited by others was descending down a staircase and she saw a picture and it looked like a person that was familiar to her and she went over to that picture and she pulled it off and there was a picture of her mother. She began to weep and she looked on the back of that picture and it said this. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. Come home. Come home. You see, love does not stand still. Love, while in a picture, a snapshot, 
it really was a motion picture in that she was pursuing her daughter. And in the same way, God has pursued us and his love is a love that will not stand still. He could not stand the distance, the chasm, the canyon between himself and us. And today we celebrate that. And it may be that it's time for you to come home. In a crowd this size, in a room this full, it may be that you want to come and have somebody pray with you and say, I'm ready to come home. That love has not stood still and God has been working and his Holy Spirit has been moving in such a way that I now need to respond. Maybe there's somebody in your life that you thought, you know what, this is going to be work and I need to reach out to them. I need to be compassionate to them. They have hurt me. They've hurt others. But it's now time for me to put that love into motion and make a difference in their life even when it will cost me. So I'm going to ask our worship team to come. And as they come, I'm going to ask you to, to close your eyes and bow your heads. And, and I want us to pray together. God, we, we thank you that you have given us a picture of your amazing grace in the cross that is erected behind me. We thank you that you laid down your life for us, that you were not sedentary in heaven, but that you transcended from heaven to earth and gave your life for us. And so now, Lord, we want to give our lives back to you, and we want to give your love away, that love of Christ that compels us. And so create in us a holy discontent until we are moving forward and giving of ourselves. It's in the name of Christ that we pray. Amen.